0: listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to an episode of the Genius Brain Podcast Quarantine style in the house uh, Yeah, we're doing this still in the home right now The Genius Brain Podcast will be moving to a new office Because the office that I'm using right now uh, Kind of sucks ass They closed down because of the COVID situation And we have my co-host for the meantime Marisong, everybody
1: Hi, Konnichiwa Sashiburi desu
0: My fiance of now not even a year, Mm. um, but my girlfriend for four before fiance Mm. about Mm. we I proposed to her in Japan Mm. next to the Kamogawa River.
1: Oh, you remember the river name. Of
0: course. I Sugoi proposed there. Sugoi. That's right. Sugoi to the max, nice. baby. <laughs> I proposed to her next to the Kamogawa River. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know what the Kamogawa River, or as other people call it, the Kamo River. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true. It but, is. Okay, thank God. <laughs> uh, it was a river that she commuted next to while she was in Kyoto. So when we went to Japan... um. We, it was for a business trip and I actually Mm -hmm. paid for a ticket because I didn't want her to suspect anything.
1: I had no idea.
0: Damn straight. You want to hear the funniest story too? What? So on the way, so when I was proposing to her I didn't really plan out where to propose to her because I didn't know Mm -hmm. her I didn't want to prod with too many questions about her relationship with Kyoto or Japan because if I did it it would give it away it's like why is he asking so many questions
1: I know right
0: so I was like okay when I'm there I have to figure it out as we go Mm -hmm. as you start to say things and Mm -hmm. then I'm like oh okay so you know and I usually
1: say things as we go I'm like oh I used to do this over here or if you go over there this is what I used to do
0: Mm -hmm. and then you were like there's this river I used to commute all the time and it's like right over there where we in Kyoto I was like boom I got it so um I had to figure out a time that we could go but because our uh sleeping schedule was so different over there we yeah. would wake up at 4 a.m either way yeah. so I was like okay well we can get there before everybody else does and we can get yeah. there at sunrise
1: and on top of that I, this was like very lucky for us is that throughout the whole week it was supposed to be rainy. but That's for right. some reason that those couple days when we we're in Kyoto it was sunny and it, it was, was beautiful, beautiful.
0: Jinx baby Yeah But it was It was super beautiful And uh If I do say so myself But that's not the funny part The fucking funny part Was when we were About to propose Right And this is during the time My brother had a girlfriend (laughs) This woman says As I have the ring On me, She goes, you know, it'd be really funny if your brother proposed, proposed, uh, proposed, proposed to his girlfriend before you proposed to me. I'd be so pissed. And in my mind, I was like, you better shut the hell up, woman. You don't know what I'm about to, I'm about to rock your world. You don't know shit.
1: Hey, prior to that. Okay. Here's the story. So we were talking about getting engaged for a really long time, and he's been talking about it for about a year. And I'm like, okay, now it needs to get a little bit serious. We've been dating for four years. When is this going to happen? Sure. And I looked and I was like, so when is it going to happen? And he looked at me and asked, oh, I got to do it. And I'm like, what
0: <laughs> little did she know we actually planned that japan trip way like six seven months in advance and i already decided that i was going to do it there
1: really huh boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. sure so you
0: over here just grilling me and i'm like it, I, right, it was, i'll
1: give you the credit it was
0: so annoying because i already knew where i wanted to do it mm-hmm. but she was grilling me so much for like six seven months it was pissing me off and it's like if, oh, you, yeah, keep, if right. you keep this up <laughs> i'm not gonna do it <laughs> I'm gonna drown you in the river instead. <laughs> Whatever. I had to give you a deadline. I didn't need no deadline, dude. You know what? I was gonna to propose to you in the first three years we were together, but I'm, you wasn't ready for all this. Oh
1: no, I was not ready, indeed. And I know you, so I need to give you a deadline. I need to give you a little poke <laughs> here and there. I already but,
0: knew. I already knew when I you was. You know what? Do it.
1: Overall, let's say that the proposal was fabulous. You
0: want to tell me what the original? Tell you the, what the original proposal was? Yeah. So this was the original proposal. You would have hated it.
1: I didn't know. You never told me about this. You
0: either would have loved it or you would have hated it. So before I decided I was going to do it in Japan. Oh my God.
1: Was this going to be a joke?
0: it was going to be a huge joke. So this was the original <laughs> proposal. So because, so if you guys don't already know, uh, Mariel is a huge Disney fan, huge Disney fan. Like you love Disney. Like when I first met her, uh, I did not like the first Frozen. And the first Frozen is a film that changed her life apparently. like
1: it's, It did.
0: It was a life changing experience.
1: It wasn't because like, I'm a huge Disney fan. It was at that time, Disney didn't really released, uh you know, great movies back then because they were transferring from 2D to 3D. Mm. Um,
0: no, they had like Toy Story. They had, Oh, that was Pixar. That's Pixar. Pixar. The, it's yeah.
1: different. Yeah. And I mean, they had Tangled, but that was like about it. And so I wasn't really into Disney, but then when I watched it with no expectation, I just heard that it was great. So I was like, okay, my mom wanted to go watch it. I was like, okay, let's go in. Came out crying and had like this... This whole revolution of like... Revelation? I mean, revelation? Revolution.
0: Revolution. You're about to to turn shit up. I I had Um, a revolution.
1: Basically, this epiphany of my life. uh, Because... Long story short, I was at a pretty low point at that time. Um,
0: This was before you met me?
1: This was before I met you. Yeah.
0: So Frozen came out before you met me. And then I watched Frozen with you for my first time.
1: Yes. That's right. And it
0: wasn't in theaters. It was in my living room.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Was it?
0: It was in my living room, uh, in K-Town. Didn't we? We didn't watch it in theaters together. Oh, okay. We watched it and we were, we were in the living room on that gray couch Uh watching it and I did not like it. Uh. And then you made me stop watching it. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You said I couldn't watch the movie anymore, so I didn't finish the film. Really? Yeah. Then we watched it again later and I finished it.
1: But but I remember first time, we had that conversation. You're like, yeah. I don't like it. I'm like,
0: what? Yeah. You said you're not allowed to watch this film anymore. <laughs> and then you turned it off. I,
1: I was so sensitive about it because it changed <laughs> my life. I mean, Frozen is the reason how I got into Disney. Oh, it was, um, the first, it was like the first start of how I changed my perspective, in my life and got into Disney. What do you mean? Uh, basically, it gave me motivation, inspirations. I was just so curious. I looked up and like did all these random stuff, and basically, it gave me a reason to move forward. Because at that, well, t-
0: what was it about the film though?
1: The film. Well, like, first, I was very fascinated by the technology of it, just how realistic those mm. fabrics were. And at that time, I don't know anything about animation. I just remember how amazing the technology was it's just like i could almost feel that dress i could almost sense how soft it would be if i touched it and Mm -hmm. the animation was great um i think (laughs) this i think the story was amazing i felt like i was at that time it's interesting because like at that time from other per Person's point of view, they probably thought, "Oh, Mero's just like Anna." But for me, at that time during that phase, I felt like I was Elsa.
0: And what do you mean, what do you just like Anna? Explain.
1: Uh, in terms of my personality, is very bubbly, and I'm very like you know the ganky girl, the 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 positive vibe.
0: Girl. Ganky means happy.
1: Ganky means happy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, a lot of people told me, like, "Oh, Anna reminds me of you. Anna reminds me of you. Whatever." But at that time, I was in a very low phase and a low point in my life and i felt like i was like i was like elsa where i couldn't figure out how to open the doors basically like i feel like i was closed in and i didn't know how to get out of it Mm. i was struggling about then and it just it just that emotion connected so well with elsa at that time and i think i was just it gave me a reason to be interested in something because at that time it was i had Basically, long story short, again, I don't want to go into this side, but I had an accident in Taiwan and had to come back, and I had to rest for a really long time, and that was pretty depressing because I couldn't do much um, in terms of like you know walking around or like I had to stay in bed for about a year, and it was a struggle for me to get back up uh, physically and emotionally, and my mom helped me a lot in that kind of sense where she would take me out, and then she wanted to go watch Frozen and. That was like a a turning point for me.
0: Oh, okay. That's so weird that a a CG animated film did that. I know. And and I was kind of giggling before because (laughs) she was like, I was looking at the dress and I could, it was almost like I could feel it. And the reason why I know this to be true, how much she likes the the technological side of CG animation, she used to piss me off when we watch movies and we're trying to watch something, right? (laughs) And as I'm, she knows I hate this. Like when I'm watching a film, being spoken to if it's like a film like Mm. tv shows whatever Mm. but we're like this is this is the jungle book that we're watching right (laughs) and and i literally this is so funny because she said this to me where she goes you know what I hate? I hate it when people talk in movies. She so like, goes, <laughs> my friends, oh, they talk so much and it annoys me so much. And I'm like, cool. You and I, we're the same. We don't like them when people talk to us in films. Right when the movie starts, do you see the CG animation in this film? Let me tell you something. So when they do this, I looked at it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, don't, I mean because like they weren't doing anything they weren't talking so I was just the admiring the just
0: started and <laughs> then you wanted name. to break down the technological investments of this
1: think about it I'm the less person the less talking person the I could only among about. my friends
0: I would strangle them
1: yeah you know who hates know.
0: Ray hates it the most
1: I don't I, I would even go to the theaters with Ray he oh Ray doesn't watch- go to the
0: theater with anybody he watches <laughs> films by himself uh, yeah he, all he does is watch the films by himself because he can't stand yeah. when people talk, talk in films and he watches it like late at night yeah he doesn't um, want anybody to be in there.
1: Yeah. So I mean.
0: Oh yeah, but the, anyways, yeah. the original proposal. Oh yeah. Just to get the background that? for her, <laughs> for her Disney okay. love. The original proposal was: I was uh, I hit up a, a, a makeup a VFX artist, a uh, friend of mine, and I was going to recreate um, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. And you were going to come into the house, uh-huh. right? And I was going to have like a, a makeshift thing where the the outside and the inside looks like a castle. And when you come in, <laughs> it's going it, it was literally gonna be set up where somebody grabs you, and then you know in that back area that was the podcast room, mm. it was gonna be set up as a cage, and you're gonna be thrown in that cage. And inside that cage was gonna be your father, not your actual dad, but an, an actor that plays your dad. What the freak? <laughs> And then, he, and then you were going to have to trade places with him <laughs> because I, by the VFX artist, the makeup artist, was going to put my face as a beast.
1: That is horrifying. And
0: then, then you would have to trade places with your dad, uh-huh. right? And then he would kind of like, I was going to get the actor to kind of nudge you towards the lines because you'll figure out easy that this is actually Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. Because you'll see my face. Uh-huh. And then I was going to record everything.
1: And, and then
0: um after that I was going to take I'm going to have somebody dress up as um uh you know the uh, the dresser. Oh yeah, yeah And yeah, she yeah. was going to be in my room and we we're going to decorate it out as in Beauty and the Beast stuff. Well, that's Take a- you to the room and then she was going to make you dress up for dinner and then I was going to scream, "Will you like to come to dinner?" and you're going to say no because you know the lines. Yeah, yeah. And then I was going to scream at you then starve. <laughs>
1: And then I go cry on the bed. And
0: then, yeah. And it was going to be a, this whole funny ordeal. But then I, I kind of like. That's pant- a lot of work. It was going to cost a lot of money. That's why. Just the uh, the makeup alone was going to be like three grand. So like that.
1: Yeah. When you're a millionaire, let's do that.
0: When I calculated how much it was, uh. I was like, this is going to cost more than the ring and the trip put together. <laughs> Just because I wanted to laugh. Uh, you know what I mean? I was like, uh-huh. this is the most expensive joke ever. It was going to be like, yeah. like, I think like close to like 12. Like, no, it was a lot. Yeah. It was, it was a lot.
1: It would have been a great video.
0: It would have, but I think the video would have just been more for my entertainment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I would have liked that as a proposal. though. It have...
0: would have been hilarious, but the original one was to scare you shitless and make it Disney themed. And then I was advised not to do it. You
1: know, <laughs> who advised you? Everybody. Okay, great. <laughs> Everybody. Thank you so much. Yeah.
0: That's what the original proposal was.
1: Because if you asked me, how were you going to ask me? What then? is that
0: noise? Oh, never mind. Go ahead.
1: I don't know. How yeah. are you going to ask me? What? Like, how are you going to propose huh? at the end?
0: Well, after I told, get you upstairs in the Ann Star thing, right? I was going to dress up and then downstairs in the living room area was going to be put up as like a ball area and we would dance and everything else. So it would be like a mini, it would be a mini version of the film, just very sped up.
1: That's a lot of work. It
0: is. It was just I... one of those things that it was, I was trying to be really creative with.
1: Because uh... I thought
0: it'd be fun. It'd be really, really funny.
1: That would be, but it's a lot of work.
0: It is a lot of work. And yeah. just that makeup alone would be ridiculous. And it's a very long process.
1: And how would you change from, oh, would you be beast the whole time?
0: Yes. Um. <laughs> it would have been funny. A really fat beast. <laughs> no, I was, I was no, skinny it, by then. Yeah,
1: yeah. You were pretty yeah, skinny. I
0: was, I was thin by then. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the original plan. I'm
1: so glad that didn't happen. That was quite entertaining to hear. But kogi Only have been, up to there.
0: It would have been the honey.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But, anyways, guys, you guys were very interested in us talking about this show called Terrace House.
1: Ooh, terrace House.
0: I love Terrace, terrace house. house to the fucking max.
1: Mecha大好きです. <laughs> okay
0: so just to give you guys a background if you guys don't know already last time we talked about Terrace House people really liked it so mm. uh, Terrace House is a reality TV show based in Japan mm-hmm. uh, they go to different parts of Japan sometimes mm-hmm. it was, there was one in Kyoto there was one in Tokyo mm-hmm. they went to Tokyo again wasn't it Kyoto or no, Osaka no. it was
1: some, somewhere else it was like in the countryside yeah some
0: countryside which just looked really beautiful by mm-hmm. the way um, I love that one There, they went to Hawaii mm-hmm. uh, shout out to my best friend uh, Yusuke that's my best friend right there dude love that guy
1: you know uh, one of my pa- photos uh that I posted on my Instagram, uh-huh. uh, our first
0: date photo. They said that,
1: that you look like you skin.
0: That's cool, yeah, I think he's a cute guy.
1: <laughs> he is, he's a pretty good looking guy. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a compliment. He's a little bitch, that's all. But- um, <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so in this new season, it's so interesting because there's a character that I really, really enjoy on, on the show. His name is number one. First of all, she loves this guy. And every, every fucking woman on this show, if you guys watch this latest season, they love this guy. Um, he left later on, but his name is.
1: Oh, He is
0: this basketball player, very handsome. This
1: is part three that we're talking about. Prior to that, it was part two where Pepe Pepe left and I'm really sad.
0: Pepe was this Italian uh, manga artist.
1: Pepe left in the beginning of part three, actually. In the beginning of
0: part three. He was there for a majority of the time. Oh my God,
1: the first episode of part three where he finally saw his, um, his first publish. Yeah. Oh!
0: I cried so much. Pepe is a really cool dude. He's <gasps> a, he's an Italian uh, manga artist that moved to Japan. Uh, uh-huh. He was, a, I forgot what inspired him exactly, but he came here to become a manga artist. And so his goal yeah. in the house was to make sure that that dream came true. Yeah. And it finally did. And when it did it was it was his time to leave the home. Yeah,
1: And oh, that's, it was, it was interesting because the first time he ever saw his manga get published, he went to a convenience store
0: and... Oh my God. This woman was crying her eyes out.
1: Because... It was such a great moment where he was just celebrating on his own. He looked at it, read it, looked through all the pages, realizing that it's published, it's out there. Mm-hmm. And nobody was around him. He didn't celebrate it uh, with you know friends or whatever. He just looked at it, enjoyed it, and like absorbed that moment and it was silent. And I was just tearing up because you could see how much- You're
0: tearing up right now as you you're thinking can about- You could see how
1: hard he worked. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, and I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I can't believe you're crying <laughs> What are you crying for? It's just, he worked so hard.
0: Mariel, is, so a very, Mariel is a very sensitive soul. This is one of my funniest stories that she's ever done. So just to go back on the topic of us watching oh, movies- yeah, but- yeah, like, oh, but she so you guys remember you know paul walker rest in peace he passed away so we went to go watch fast and furious it was the last film that he was in where they had to put him in cg towards the end this woman is so ridiculous we're watching the film and there's that part where it goes it's been a long day without you my friend and i tell you all about it you know that that song yeah. and then paul walker is in his car he looks over at Dom Toretto. They kind of smile as a CG version of himself. And then he tries. Vin Diesel, you mean? Dom Toretto. Yes, Vin Diesel is the actor name. Oh. <laughs> okay he didn't play of course, he, he
1: said paul walker yeah. and i was like okay
0: and then so he that's true, That's my bad but as he's driving off they kind of look at each other and that song mm. comes on mm. and i see mariel bawling her eyes out as if she was at a funeral like you were crying <laughs> so much thing. like i understand the tears part right uh-huh. but the amount that you were crying was unreal and i, looked I was over,
1: invested okay i grew up watching fast and the furious i watched most of the sequels. So I'm invested in this. So now.
0: did I. But the way. You
1: have we, no emotions.
0: I, it's, no, I was a very emotional part, but it's not the fact that you cried. It was how so much, much you were crying that threw me off.
1: <laughs> the song didn't help. Okay. And then
0: the what she responded to was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I go, What? Why are you crying so much? Like in the theater, she goes, It's my final goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Are are you best friends with Paul Walker? Are you telling me that something I know? Did you used to date him or something? It's my final
1: goodbye. I am invested in these. Okay, when I watch it, I imagine myself being in that moment, in that story. That's why. When when Pepe was looking at it, nothing was happening. It was
0: a grandma that was there that I think sent it over the edge.
1: It did. It did. I was getting very emotional when I, I was just like, man, I'm so proud of you. I don't even know you, Pepe, but I know that you're very passionate. And you work really hard for it. And then you achieved. Yeah. It a compo- uh, uh, uh
0: composed. What? Oh my God. I lost the word. Yeah, either way, she was yeah. very, very emotional at that scene. And he was yeah. actually one of my favorite characters. And the reason why is like, he has a quality that I really, really enjoy. So, uh, and what I mean by that is that I think like growing up, for for me anyways uh people were categorized in in certain things and you mm-hmm. couldn't break out of it like for example if you were a jock you were a jock and mm. and what came along with jock was that you were a muscle meathead that was that had a very low iq that's just what you were mm-hmm. right in high school i think a lot of people do that uh, uh if you're a uh, if you're a geek you're a nerd you're mm-hmm. the guy that's a point dexter he gets good grades he's yeah. never going to get a girlfriend he's a dweeb whatever right mm-hmm. and then what we're finding out now specifically because of like social social media and people being able to show out and they're finding that there's a community outside of this small little box that people put you in uh-huh. that you can be multiple things uh-huh. right you can be a dweeb that's charismatic that's charismatic that has confidence mm-hmm. and that's what pepe is mm-hmm. pepe is a fucking dweeb but in the best way possible mm-hmm. like he's nerdy he likes his little cartoon his bongas, mm-hmm. um and he's kind of like He's like freaking Italian as shit. (laughs) He's like hyper Italian.
1: Yeah. Um, He's a shy Italian.
0: Yeah. Like he's a little bit more reserved than like the typical like machismo Italian man that, you know, that you kind of picture with like a rose in his mouth, like (laughs) making pasta every day. Yeah. Which he did make pasta almost every day.
1: I know. And it looks so good. Yeah.
0: Um, But he kind of like categorizes what I like about somebody is that you can be very cool. You can be very charismatic and confident, even though categorically people think you're very dweeby Mm -hmm. because dweeb is not an insult. It's just kind of like. It is what you are. Like mm-hmm. you're a dweeb. Like, like you're a
1: geek. Yeah, you're you can nerd. be
0: a geek or nerd or whatever, yeah. but it doesn't mean that you can't be cool. Yeah. And that's what I really liked about him because he kind of, he doesn't, he has no shame in. He's very
1: true to himself.
0: Yeah, he there's nothing hide. to be ashamed of. He
1: doesn't perform like, you know, and when he likes a girl, he,
0: he shows who he is. Yeah, he's a good looking guy. Uh, he's like, he's not muscular or anything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. He's just, he has his charisma about him, his confidence. Yeah. He's very goal-oriented. Very
1: adorable, very passionate. He's, I think he has a good sense of humor.
0: Very great sense of yeah, humor. Yeah,
1: very positive. Mm-hmm. He's very optimistic. You know, it's just, you see the bright side of him and yeah. I think that's very attractive.
0: And so like, and it's, it's very refreshing for me to see because I see, or I used to see a lot of people and these are the people that I distance myself from now. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, especially like in social media, mm. you know some of these YouTubers like when they were younger mm-hmm. or not even just YouTubers, like people who are actors or whatever. For some reason, there's this weird habit when people come into this city, mm. they stop being who they were before because they come into a new city and they try to create a new identity. Mm. But it's like, let me tell you something. If you were a dweeb since you were fucking one years old like I was, mm-hmm. you're a dweeb all the way through and through. It seeps out of your skin. Mm. Problem is now, is like what I hate is the it doesn't have to be a dweeb or a nerd. It could be mm. like a thug or whatever. Mm. You are who you are. Just mm. own it. Mm. And when you try not, to, when you try to be something that you're not, mm. it's so uncomfortable looking at you and being around you.
1: Is this, are you talking about people who are adults? Or? Adults. These are adults. Okay.
0: Yeah. Because I'm
1: thinking like, well, like college, people go to college to oh, like find, find themselves, but they don't know who they are. Yeah. So they like put up a face on it. You know, they try to become a whole different person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great, phase to explore who you are but then after you pass your college phase like i think that's when you should be really true to yourself
0: or try, try to figure it out and yeah it, it, it's sad because it's not just a college thing i thought that in college that's where it would end because it was very prevalent in college and i would mm-hmm. see that in a lot of people for, mm-hmm. for example there was this dude that i met in college uh i talked about it before with joe his name was um andy and long story andy what uh he was a chinese dude i can't remember andy lamb i want to say andy There was one, there was a guy named Andrew Jang and there was another dude named Andy, oh God, it's blanking right now, but if I think about it, I'll remember his name. Uh But long story short, if people haven't heard this on the previous podcast with Joe, Andy was one of those guys that was clearly like a a, a geek in the worst way possible. Not a very cool geek or nerd, Mm -hmm. right? It's like I had this other friend, his name was Tony. Mm -hmm. Tony, I love this guy to death. He was like a magnet school kid, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but just the coolest like nerd dude I ever met in my life, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, this other kid, Andy, he for some reason thought that he wanted to, to convince everybody that he was a gangster, like a Why? like a. I don't fucking know, but I kid you fucking not. I, I can still it's remember attractive. I can still remember clear as day the first time I ever saw him uh-huh. it was it was at not my dorm but my friend uh, but my friend's dorm and that was the dorm that I used to kick it in a lot it was yeah. an older dorm but it just had all my friends there
1: that phase it was during college mm-hmm. I guess yeah that he was, popular.
0: was it, I remember him because his room was at the far end of the dormitory mm-hmm. and when he was walking up to me he had a wife bead. he had a a, a, a black wife beater on a wife black beater <laughs> this is
1: quarantine uh side effect
0: yes he had a black tank top
1: mm-hmm.
0: on you know the ones that you get from food of the loom the really tight one to your body uh
1: like a wife beater yeah Uh
0: yeah so ugh. those super tight ones yeah. and then he was wearing these uh baggy basketball shorts uh-huh. he kind of had he was kind of hunched over a little bit had these little asian in his hair, and he was like kind of sagging and walking at the same time ugh. and i thought it was like a joke i was like who is this guy is he uh-huh. like making a joke or something Uh but he's like "What's up and i'm like i'm gonna slap the fucking shit out of you dude (laughs) immediately because he was trying to act all tough kind of mean mug people Uh and i'm like bro first of all he had like a stutter right Uh he had a stutter and like a weird slight lisp and Uh i'm like who the fuck are you scaring right now man Uh we're all college students Uh here like why would you even and he's like the, the the funniest thing about this was uh, There's this point where this dude named his name was James, mm-hmm. and uh, James is actually from Diamond Bar. Mm-hmm. This guy's a little fucking drug addict, rich ass kid. His dad does import exporting, whatever that fucking means. But just in, he lives in the, he lives <laughs> he lives in the country.
1: Oh, oh, in, in Diamond Bar. oh, country club. Okay. Yeah.
0: So he lives in the country, big ass house. His house looks like a fucking castle.
1: Yeah. Um, they have elevators. Yes,
0: yeah, exactly that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Like he had maids that raised him. Wow. So, but he would the, the weird thing about James is he was a kleptomaniac, so he would steal shit all the time it was like his exciting thing like a buddy of mine told me that he stole once stole like um like a snowboard and just walked out with it <laughs> like so he just loves stealing shit uh-huh. the guy's like dead in the brain uh-huh. um long story short he steals a bunch of hungry man dinners from a food for less what he was just stealing shit right i didn't know uh uh-huh. but he just had a bunch he, so basically what he did he just walked into a food for less and just started dumping it into the cart and just walked out with it and nobody stopped him but uh-huh. he would steal shit all the time. And I think he was so dumb uh-huh. it, and it would look so confident. It looked like he already paid for it. Uh-huh. That's He didn't look suspicious because he uh-huh. was just that dumb. Uh-huh. So these Hungry Man dinners, he gave it to everybody in the dorm. Uh-huh. He was like, yo, just put it in your freezer or whatever. Uh-huh. Cool, gave me a bunch, gave other people a bunch. Uh-huh. I gave it to this guy, Andrew, uh, Andy, fucking whatever her name is, uh-huh. Andy, right?
1: Uh-huh. The different Andy?
0: Yeah, this is, uh no, this is the the weird guy that was uh-huh. acting like he was yeah. a thug. So Andy comes out and he asks, um, he basically tells, uh, a buddy, out and us, he goes, yo, man. He goes, can I talk to you guys real quick? Yo, so, uh, you know, I used to get in a lot of trouble and shit like that. And, uh, you know, I have, like, you know, cops looking for me.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> and I'm cringing just telling this fucking story. Because I wanted to blow my brains out listening to this guy. And he was like, I can't have these hungry man dinners because I might have to go to jail if I get caught with this stuff. And I'm what like. What
1: the heck?
0: Number one. I'm going to slap the fucking shit out of you. That's clearly funny. he has never done a bad thing in his life. Hungry Man dinners, like he—he he was acting as if a SWAT team was going <laughs> to fly through the window and scream for his Hungry Man dinners. Like, where the fuck? Like, guy, shut the fuck up. And this is these are there was so many people like this in college, and yeah. it used to make me sick because I think at the time, it yeah, we're all young, we're trying to figure out who we are, yeah, right. And arguably I probably did the opposite. Like I tried to hide who I was uh-huh. um, because I didn't want people to judge me. I didn't want people to know that I was a kid that grew up poor and everything else like that. Of
1: course. We um, don't want to, we want to blend in.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to blend in a little bit. Right. Yeah. But you know, my tendencies come out like mm-hmm, it is, it mm-hmm. is who, it is what it is. It is who I am. And when I got more comfortable, which was so weird because I was doing stand up at that time. Uh-huh. um, I just kind of decided that, you know what, dude, I'm just going to just be myself. Yeah. And then when I started being myself, I started yeah. feeling a lot better, uh-huh. but that's when like I, I, I kind of had the reputation of just literally saying whatever was on my mind yeah. because I got sick of it. And college uh-huh. is where I really got sick of it. I was uh-huh. like, these people, these people around me are so fucking fake. Just uh-huh. be your fucking self. Uh-huh. Like literally it got to a point people were like, I need a bracelet that says, what would David do? Because <laughs> you remember that time that WWJ yeah, yeah, did, what yeah, would yeah. Jesus do? Yeah. They're like, where's a bracelet that says, what would David do? Cause I-
1: Punch something.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at that time, but it wasn't that. It was more like, just just be yourself. Just mm. say whatever the fuck you want. There was this other guy. His name was, uh, I think his name was Darren. But this dude was fucking obnoxious. Like I,
1: it's so crazy how you remember college, like these. Because I remember so these people because
0: I hated them. Like they, I hated I don't being even around. I
1: remember them. my roommate names my freshman. Really, roommates. I remember yeah. all of them, dude. I mean, I remember who she, they are, but I don't like I don't remember their names. I'm trying to remember my freshman year. My roommate, uh, she was a American. American lady, mm-hmm. and I remember...
0: American? What do you mean American? She
1: was white. Okay, yeah, white. See, white, white person, yeah. Right. Well, I had two roommates. One was a Chinese-American. She was super whitewashed. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was straight up like um, sorority girl, white uh-huh. girl. And I was uh, I was in a triplet room and, you know, I was just being myself. I'm like, I have my, you know, I love watching anime. So I will watch my anime. I love my Korean food. So I have my kimchi, my ramen, my Tight. whatever, you know? And one time I was alone in the room and I was watching anime, having my kimchi and my uh, instant ramen. And then this girl, the white girl, my, my white roommate, she comes in with her friend and- she comes in and gives me like the most disgusting look mm-hmm. of like, what just happened in this room? What is this smell? And she's like, oh, what is this smell? And that was a shocking moment for me because i grew up around asian so i never everybody knows that smell yeah i never ever thought that someone would say that or even uh think of it as like a disgusting smell it's just kimchi smell but she didn't grow up around asian she's super white and so she had no idea what happened and on top of that she's hearing like you know i was watching bleach at that time and then you know bleach they make a lot of like screaming noises and she's not used to that so all she hears is. Yeah. yeah, I have my laptop so she. At all. Yeah, her and her friend are like looking at each other and I'm like, I am that girl yeah. that, you know, the the typical geek girl that uh, white people judge.
0: So I was- Isn't that weird though? Like, I was so shocked. Here's, here's the weird part now if you think about it. Uh-huh. Nowadays that would never happen. Yeah. A white person will walk into your room and be like, bro I love kimchi. Can I get some of that Dude, I't that crazy futuro. isn't that crazy how much yeah. has changed though because it's crazy. these and you know we call them like school lunchbox moments, right and what I mean by lunchbox lunchbox moments is like when we were a kid oh, yeah. and we had Asian food, right yeah. if we brought our Asian food to a school and mind you like my 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 school had a lot of Asian kids, but mm-hmm. even then, no matter what, even if we had a lot of Asian kids mm-hmm. it was still. Whatever, however prevalent it was, mm-hmm. the American sandwich, the ham and cheese sandwich, uh-huh. whatever, was the standard. With the white bread. With the white bread, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I love, baby. That's just delicious. I to don't me. like. I it. I love that shit. That, that, to me, the that, peanut
1: butter and jelly sandwich with Wonder Bread, I did not understand that, but I still oh, wanted it. That
0: right there was that golden stuff. I don't know why I wanted it so bad.
1: I hated it, but I wanted it. I think
0: because it, it also like expressed how American you were. Yeah. You know, this podcast is brought to you by Fiverr, my friends. If you have not heard of Fiverr before, what are you doing with your life? If you need freelance talent that you need for personal projects or maybe even a small business or just something that you're doing for fun. Like for me, I use Fiverr for, uh, to find illustrators for album art covers or anything that I need for my small businesses because there are a lot of people out there that can help you get you what you need and they offer a lot of different services man and on top of that let me just give you a quick list of why fiverr is super super easy to use you can search by service deadline price reviews and you'll know exactly what you're paying for up front no negotiating needed and it's 24 7 customer service sellers have worked with some of the most influential brands in the world finding talent for your project has never been easier Uh, you can review seller ratings uh, buyer feedback and select the right freelancer based on your budget so it just basically makes it pain free for you you don't have to go by word of mouth you could actually see uh, actually see ratings and reviews i've used it multiple times and every time i've used them i've got exactly what i needed on the said time which by the way is not an easy thing especially when you work with certain freelance people who don't follow these deadlines. But uh, every time I have used Fiverr, uh, I've got the stuff uh, on a very timely manner and the communication was very seamless. So check out Fiverr.com today and receive 10% off your first order by using my code GB. It's so easy. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R.com, code GB. Again, that's Fiverr.com, code GB. And so that definition of what being an American was Was literally based On these school lunch foods yeah. And that's where It kind of molds your idea Of what it is To be an American right mm-hmm. And so I remember When I was a kid too I used to try to bring Like a kimchi fried kimchi, bokumbaa, oh. kimchi fried rice right And I remember The first person that stopped me Wasn't even one of the kids It was my dad My dad was like Hey don't bring that to school I was like why How would he know Huh I think it's because He was just more mindful of it Because he knows How bad kimchi smells To uh. other people Like because in the store People are like Yo what's that smell uh, You know rice, And it was kimchi yeah. And he was like Hey don't bring that to school Yeah. But for me I was like I'm gonna bring it to school, right? Uh And my dad's like, don't do it. Like, people think, people are gonna think it smells.
1: How old were you? In first
0: Uh, grade? mm, I I can remember what the kitchen looked like. And everything else, and the moment that my dad said it, and what even what the Pokemon looked like that day, uh-huh. but I can't remember how, how old I was, but it was it was definitely when I went to uh, Isabel Jackson the elementary second, school, elementary school, uh-huh. because I remember that Pokemon because it was in a Ziploc Tupperware, uh-huh. and inside it was the first time my mom put uh, half a. Uh, uh button mushrooms in it. And that was the first time she put mushrooms in the kimchi pokumbab. I remember that. Kimchi pokunbab. fried rice. Yeah, yeah, kimchi fried rice. So but my dad told me not to bring it because it would smell and the kid, other kids would make fun of so me. So what happened at school? Uh, Did you microwave it? Is there a microwave back then? No 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 you just eat it cold. Oh I because I can't yeah. can eat it cold. I
1: remember it was not good. When I bring it to school, I was like, uh, why is it cold? I don't like this and then yeah. I would have friends who'd be like looking at me and I'm like, I want lunchables.
0: Yeah. And it's and, and that moment too is so weird because I mean, I'm pretty sure that girl was, you know, she didn't mean any harm when she was looking at you eating your food, but it is a weird smell. I mean, let's just be real.
1: Yeah, it's not a good smell.
0: Yeah, it's fermented fermented fish and shrimp. It smells that's, like trash that's fermented by the mean just means like you're rotting it in a, yeah, in a bowl yeah. it's, it smells pretty bad like it does. I, I get it you know
1: i yeah i just didn't you know i mean middle school and high school i grew up around a lot of asians so it was i was accustomed to like it's fine to just eat it also it was my first time i mean it was freshman year in college oh, so, yeah, i like, don't know that shit. i don't know anything about sharing rooms with like random people um and i'm sure she didn't mean it that way too but I, i'm pretty sure it was pretty shocking i mean if i smell fish sauce when oh, I yeah, walk into the like door like I'm sure I would have said the same thing yeah
0: I mean it's, it's pretty shocking too it's just kind of like well, the one thing that we won't that a lot of kids won't get now is that reaction mm. like now I think because food has opened up so much yeah. to a lot of people in America because of social media because of digital uh a digital television yeah. shows they know what these foods are they know what these smells are because yeah. now it's going to be yeah that smells but I wonder what that is yeah and that's a positive change that's happened a yeah. lot yeah and I think sometimes people get um people are a little bit against me when I talk about food in this sense because um sometimes when especially in media, mm-hmm. when they you know say like white people they they think they or they feel like they're taking our food and taking make getting credit for it, uh-huh. which kind of sucks but um the the upside to that is that now that these foods and these cultures are being introduced mm-hmm. to a culture that used to not understand it and be disgusted by it. Mm-hmm. Now they're a lot more open and they're willing to learn. Yeah. Right. Now it's just a matter of like, how respectful are they of, you know, taking part in the culture, but not taking credit for it.
1: Exactly. That's yes. the hard part. Yeah. And you know, if I look back, I, I wish this generation happened during our kid, our kid, our years when we were a kid, because like I could have appreciated my family's, my grandma's food a lot more. It's hard. Because back then I'd be like, I'm um, grandma or, you know, usual parents, parents, I would make the food and be like, no, we don't want this because we're being judged by it. But it's such good food. And I remember I was just always kind of like shy or like trying to hide my food because it would smell first of all, and it would not be the popular food. I just want to eat, you know, peanut butter and jelly with everyone else. So I would it's not weird how like yeah. your
0: cultural, how American, quote unquote, you are can be even identified by the food that you put in your fucking mouth. It's, it's mm-hmm. so, it's like as an adult, when I look at that, it's like, why? Like, why is that so important? But when you're a kid, you just want to fit in. Yeah. It's like these other kids, when they come to school, they just eat this sandwich, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And even Vince told, uh, talked about a time where he... Vince is uh is, is the guy that shoots a lot of my videos. Um, you know, back in the day when I was doing a lot of food content. But Vince told a story to me a while ago where he I forgot what it was. It was, it was like sushi or something that he brought to school.
1: Oh, and um he exchanged it.
0: He, he exchanged it, <laughs> yeah. Peter but but people John. were weirded out by sushi. But if you look at it now, everybody wants sushi. Oh, yeah. They look at sushi like it's like it's filet mignon. <laughs> you know? Like you bring sushi to school yeah. now, they're like Yo, let fancy, me get some of that. That's yeah. some fancy stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 weird watching the evolution of food and people people. I
1: love it. I love that people are appreciating now. And like people are understanding or they want to understand of like you know Asian food of it like me bringing kimchi to work now is not a weird thing. It's yeah. just like, they know it smells. So I'll make sure, you know, to be mindful about yeah. it, but they're not going to be disgusted by it.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, that's the cool thing too, where I think even though like during these times, it's kind of, it's kind of mm-hmm. rough because you see like certain areas are still the way that it is. Like you bring a bottle of kimchi, they'll make fun of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like the Midwest or some oh, shit sure, like that. Yeah. Right. There's still, you know, big pockets Bless of this country. LA. You know, we're, we're very blessed to be in California. Right. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is that in California from what we've seen it's there's a progression now mm-hmm. right it's like that definition of what it is to be a quote unquote American mm-hmm. has changed a lot in California right yeah. because now your Americanness isn't necessarily based on like the color of your skin yeah. or what food you eat it's more like how much you appreciate this country and how you behave because mm-hmm. now to be culturally inclusive is becoming yeah. more American I th- I feel anyways in in a city like LA yeah
1: it's interesting because it is definitely more inclusive but also, very, you got to be very sensitive. It got extra sensitive of like what yeah. you're going to say, how you're going to say things. Um, I think there definitely needs to be a balance of that because sometimes I think people are just overly sensitive. Um, but it's a good progress. It's, it's
0: swinging back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like some, you know, there are times where people are a little too crass. Uh, like, you know, when we look at stand up back in the day, even, uh, Eddie uh, Murphy talked about yeah. this where Eddie Murphy said like he was embarrassed like when he looks back at some of his material that he used mm-hmm. to talk about specifically when he came to the gay community calling them faggots you know and kind of making these jokes in the expense of making fun of them without any nuance mm-hmm. you know Eddie, even Eddie Murphy says this he goes like yeah I look back at that, I kind of regret that like mm-hmm. you know like he wasn't making an observation about gay culture in the way that he doesn't know it. He Mm -hmm. was making fun of it and they were in a butt of a joke, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. it was was more like faggots in a negative way, Mm -hmm. you know, which of course, it could be always, probably always interpreted in a negative way. Yeah. But- I do kind of grasp what I'm saying is that uh, that uh, there's a generational gap. So before yeah. people were really extreme, and now we swung to the other side of the, the pendulum, where it's like you can't say anything. Mm-hmm. And I get really sad because I watched um, recently. I saw on Netflix the Dave Chappelle Mark Twain Award,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and watching that was something that kind of makes me want to go back into doing stand up again mm-hmm. because a lot of a lot of comedians are the ones that I like, anyways, that say things. Um, maybe not I, want, I don't want to say important But can make a joke Out of anything Right mm-hmm. In that comedy realm Is starting to disappear Because they're so scared To say anything Because they might offend somebody yeah. Comedy is, is going to be offensive yeah. You're supposed to say things That you know That you either think It's just about how you do it Yeah Like there's a sacred space In comedy Where I truly feel That people should be able To work out their material And if you don't like it You have an option To not listen Or just mm-hmm. to leave Simple mm. as that. But if 80% of the crowd's laughing mm. and there's twenty and there's like that twenty percent or maybe even five percent that mm. are like that's offensive, then guess what? That comedian's actually doing their job. Mm. You know.
1: And it's also you're not it, it's I a guess different back, space. Yeah. Back in the days, like you would, you know, you would apply to go and watch them. Like you are. Yeah, you're the one
0: who went there to watch yeah. a comedy show.
1: But now it's like anyone could attend. Yeah. Like you could totally make something that's not true, make it into something that's very offensive and it could so Upload a
0: video. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about that too is like, I'm not saying that you're not allowed to be, offended. you are a hundred thousand percent allowed to be offended. But it's you awesome. should allow them to still perform their jokes mm. because you're allowed to be offended. They should still be allowed to perform their jokes.
1: Yeah, that's really challenging.
0: It's it's a weird balance. Yeah. Like I, I I understand too because uh, I had to look back at this guy named uh, I did a podcast about it. Uh, it was what's his name? Shane Gillis. So Shane Gillis had a podcast and he was talking about how you know he was just you know just saying really like racially insensitive stuff mm-hmm. towards Asian people. Mm-hmm. When people ask me, it's like, don't you wish he was canceled? It's like, I don't think Shane Gillis's career should be canceled because he said like highly offensive shit. Mm -hmm. You know, because as a comic, I don't know whether it's because I'm more human or I'm more comic. I'm like, that's a crappy set, I guess. You know, like just whatever. Because in his defense, he was saying that those were jokes. But when I was listening to him talk about Asian people and Asian culture, it didn't sound like a joke. It just Mm -hmm. sounded like he was observing how disgusted he was of Asian people. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if that's, that's not a joke. Like mm. there's no nuance to it. Like you're not pulling a stand-up set, you're not making a joke. And I and I listened to that podcast, the full of it, and I was like, no, there was no setup to it. There was no joke after it. It was just him and his buddy or his brother talking about how disgusting Asian people are. Mm. And I was like, uh, if there was a joke in it, I I definitely would have gave it a pass. Mm-hmm. But at the, but when you know, when people ask me, like, should Shane Gillis have been canceled, I say no, because he'll rework his shit. He Mm. won't do that again. And then he'll make some other material. I'm pretty sure he's fucking funny Mm -hmm. because Shane Gillis actually got into SNL. Mm. He was an SNL cast member.
1: Did he have a comeback about how he approached the comment,
0: the joke? Uh, I, I saw this interview of him afterwards and he felt that he was like misrepresented or, or whatever, which I don't think he was misrepresented. I think the, the sad part is, is that, um, If in fact it was comedy, I don't think he should get canceled over Mm -hmm. those type of things. I think canceling somebody because you don't find his jokes funny is weird. Yeah. Like I had the right to be offended as an Asian. You can agent,
1: criticize, but yeah. not cancel. Like it's not the end of the world. It's just, you got to learn from it. Hopefully yeah. they accept it and learn.
0: It's hard though, because people get excited that they yeah. can cancel somebody's career over them. being That's
1: pro- the thing right now is that I think that's what people are so afraid of. Like yeah, they're always afraid. Yeah. That it's so much easier to ruin someone's reputation now. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, here's the thing too. It's like, I, I read this quote. Somebody said that just because it was like, just because you don't find it funny, it doesn't mean that it isn't. Or, I don't know, it wasn't something like that. It was more like, it was way more profound. I'm fucking myself. <laughs> it was like, just because you find it offensive doesn't mean that it's not funny. Uh, and that's yeah, facts. Sure. Just because you specific there's a lot of people in stand up comedy, there's in film. That I find their shit trash, but just because I think it's trash doesn't mean that it is. Mm-hmm. That's just my singular opinion of what it is.
1: But it's those people who can't really say out loud in front of people—they're the one who are the loudest online.
0: Oh, for sure. You know,
1: so it's—and those are the majority of the people. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're the most active people out yeah. there, rather than people who are the good people. Don't really say much, you know. Yeah. So I think that's the. It's like there's a ups and downs to it. You know, you could be more exposed, but you could also. The more exposed you are, the more hates you can, uh, comes along with.
0: Yeah, we were, we were talking about terrace house. Well, we went to a random tangent.
1: I know you went to a comedy section. I'm like, that's not my field, but yeah. cool.
0: But you know, Pepe, just to go back, I love <laughs> Pepe. She loves Rio, and there's this other. Uh, gr-
1: did I really
0: though? You really love Rio. You 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 were you. Did I really? No, you 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 changed your perspective of him because of the new season. Oh my god. So there's this girl that came on By the way If I ever get to meet this girl I want her on this podcast If name. I
1: ever get to meet her I want to I want to have a handshake Okay Okay maybe a hug I want to She hug.
0: is this German air hug Girl who, German Russian German Well I think she's German uh, Ethnically But she moved to Russia So she's She's German descent uh, uh, But she's uh, yeah, Russian yeah. In the sense of raised her Raised in Russia Yeah Yeah Raised in Russia So um,
1: But She went to Japan After high school and stay there for about six years. Growing up, uh, she wanted to go to a university over there, uh, special university. I don't know if it was fashion or something. Where I
0: believe it was for fashion. Fashion, yeah.
1: yeah. And then so that was she thought that was her passion, and then it it actually developed to something else, where she's modeling there and trying to become aspiring aspiring actress. And she is the most cute, adorable, charismatic, mature. Nice, amazing lady ever.
0: And the reason why she doesn't like Ryo, if you guys watch the season, is because of how Rio oh, man, and so... Vivi, their relationship starts to develop. And this is a, the reason why I like this show, mm-hmm. what they're going through isn't like real world bullshit in terms of real world the reality TV show.
1: Oh no. This,
0: this was, is This is this like stuff, Korean
1: drama moment. Well, it's, like,
0: it's like stuff that every one of us has, has gone through and we're seeing oh, it unwrap into, into like other people's personal relationships because yeah. it's not highly exaggerated. It just is what it is. So Ryo and Vivi are in this weird situation right so you know like when you watch somebody and you could tell like there's heart eyes like they're flirting the moment there was this moment on the show where Vivi just literally butt punt butt moved him with her butt to they were arguing about who's gonna wash the dishes Uh and I'm like those two are gonna fuck eventually that's the first thing I thought really I was like
1: I was I was more like damn that girl's cute
0: (laughs) I was like that's some that's a major flirting right there
1: oh yeah absolutely I love that because the first thing
0: I thought was Mary used to do that with me and now she does farts in front of me 24 7
1: hey we fart each other
0: yeah dude let me tell you something this girl she's been too tuning-
1: we make music out of fart this one <laughs> this is how we communicate this woman quarantine ha- time.
0: this woman has been farting like a shipping boat
1: whatever burr, burr. as if you didn't okay? i'm not saying
0: i didn't i'm just shocked about how much you fart hey, now it's the
1: food that you give me i eat a lot of cheese thanks to you
0: well i don't we don't eat a lot of cheese yeah
1: we have pizza last night and yeah, i was but, but, farting away Look, the
0: only cheese that we have in this house i usually eat like those cheese wheels for snacks mm-hmm,
1: that's why you fart all the time i gotta and, reply and the ice on... cream
0: oh, <laughs> you, yeah. gotta, you gotta reply with a fart. I gotta
1: reply right back at me yes it's the same communication same language
0: our farts don't smell they're just loud as fuck
1: i know yours on the other hand
0: they uh they they tend to have oh a slight God. tinge of an odor i
1: died. every now and
0: then not all the time
1: i squeal inside
0: not all the time
1: not all the time
0: but when they do you smell. You do
1: warm me, and it's too late by then.
0: Yeah. I can tell by the heat that comes out of my ass. If it's hot, it's going to smell. If it's Ew. nice and cool, no smell. That's so gross. I wonder why.
1: I don't know. And you go to the bathroom really well.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, v- Vivi and yo, they, they, I they love
1: were. VV. Sorry.
0: I think mean, the weird part, too, is like, we, there was a point on the show where she and I were having differences, not not uh, like me and Mariel, about our opinion of, of Rio. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: I was told, I, I mean, honestly, I'm pretty biased about it because I'm feeling for Vivi, like how hurtful she is or, uh, well, spoilers alert. Anyway, um, just how the pain she's going through, I could totally sympathize with her. Yeah, in a way I could sympathize with Rio, but not really. Like, I'm just like, my heart is all on Vivi.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, because in the show, Ryo and her have this very off-and-on relationship, but the flirting that they have is really big. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's highly apparent. Vivi's and
1: very straightforward. Very, very
0: straightforward, which, by the way, was very refreshing to see a woman oh, come yeah. out and be like, this is how I feel about yeah. you.
1: And she's so cute, the way she approaches things. And it's so... It's such a lady. I don't know. It's like, it's very responsible. She's not forcing herself. She's not trying to be someone else. She's not trying to be creepy. Like, you know, obviously I'm describing someone else. Um, She's just everything. Like her, her laugh, her approach, the way okay, she relax. phrases things. Okay, relax. The way she phrases things. I'm like, is this Korean drama? What am I watching? Well, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just, she's, I, she's
0: being ridiculous right now. I'm anyway, a huge fan. That's why. <laughs> there was a point where, so essentially what happened was, Vivi confronts, Feel about their relationship. She wants them mm-hmm. to Solidify what they have You know what I mean Like make it official Right
1: Yeah cause he's flirting with Like DTF
0: her. Like let's define the relationship Oh DTR DT, Define the relationship Right
1: You know DTF is Yeah so down yeah. the fuck No, it's in typhoon.
0: Okay my bad <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely obvious. But yeah But they wanted to Define the relationship And Ryo is very wishy-washy Which I understand Is very It's kind of obnoxious Right It's like you have been flirting You have yeah. been doing this This and that um, But his reasoning For not wanting to commit To her is the fact That she's an actress and she's going to move to LA. He doesn't like long distance relationships, which for me I felt was a cop out, right? That, that, that wasn't the case. That might be a slight reason why you don't want to, mm-hmm. but that's just the thing that he's holding on to to say, like, I'm An not excuse. ready to commit to yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for her, I think because she's so in love, yeah. she's like, oh, well, I never said that I was going to leave outright. Yeah. But she couldn't really read between the lines of like, he's actually not that committed to me.
1: I think she, because, And I totally understand why she couldn't read between the lines because he responded to her by flirting back.
0: Yeah. But flirting doesn't mean shit, though. Like
1: for her, that's all she sees. She has a filter. Well,
0: because she's in love with him.
1: Exactly. So she wants to make sure like any opportunity where she could catch him, she will take it. You know, so even at the end, when they decided that, hey, it's not going to happen, she went all out. And that was an amazing moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was so at this point, like if you guys haven't seen it, stop listening here. But there was, uh, mm-hmm. Rio's going to leave the house. And then she just had this K-drama like <sighs> moment where she almost was kissing him to convince him to stay. It was like she had that conviction. She literally grabbed his face and kissed him in the most non-Japanese way possible, which was very, very American kissing. Also, it
1: was very romantic to me. It was very
0: romantic, but you could even tell, like, even the way he was kissing her back, he was unsure.
1: But he didn't, he didn't back off
0: of course who the hell would? would well
1: that's the thing so she's like there's that even one percent chance of it and so you know uh, spoiler alert again when he spoiler leave, alert spoil. Ugh, i can't talk <laughs> yeah. spoiler alert um after he leaves they still communicate and what vivi has said is that she wanted to stop talking to him but as soon as she did that yo would text her even more to get it's her just attention. a weird game of
0: cat and mouse. Like it's it's it's
1: just he just wanted both. He's like, I love our chemistry, and I like I wanna, basketball, and I like basketball. I want to keep both, but I don't want to commit.
0: Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too, guy. It doesn't mm-mm, work that way, mm-mm. especially because she's more committed to him than she is mm-hmm. than he is to her. And
1: That really hurt to see like what what the pain she was going through. That's why I can't sympathize with you. It's just like. You're going back and forth. You said that it cannot happen, yet you're texting her so often and you're saying, let's give it a, a try. A lot of
0: guys do that shit though. Bastards. Not even guys. Like girls, girls, do, girls do that, that Girls do that too, too a yeah. lot. Girls do that like too. People, people always want what they can't have, right? Yeah. And the moment it starts to slip away, they start to reach out a little yeah. more. But that's why even like when when people give advice about how to get guys or how to get women, they, te- they teach you about um not being too readily available. Yeah. It's about kind of playing that fine balance of yeah. like, you can have me, but let's just, you know, we'll see about In that. In
1: Korean, you call that miltang. Miltang? Mm-hmm. Why? Miltang. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's the fun part, right? Because yeah. there's. Uh, it's even a for game. Me, even for me, I've never liked a girl who has outright liked me.
1: Mm. I like
0: chasing, and I like a little bit of, you know, give. You know, back give and,
1: and
0: take. forth. Yeah, give and take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. Is because, that what we did? Oh, trust me. You did that too much. I was going to leave. I should have left. I should have left. This woman just back and forth all the time. All the time.
1: I'm just natural. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just didn't know what the hell you wanted. Uh, You're too busy trying to date other people.
1: I, oh, I know. I totally forgot about that. I don't even remember their names.
0: I don't remember their names either. But I remember that uh, they went mountain biking a lot. And then mm-hmm. so this, she used to do some annoying thing. She would mention about the other guy's accolades to me. Like, was, oh, they mountain bike. Oh, they do this. And I'm like, and I literally got sick of it. And I told her like, I don't like this. Like, I don't like it when I you was do this.
1: being transparent and be like, hey, we're dating other people. So I'm telling you who I dated.
0: Yeah, but you were doing it in a way of you saying things that they do. Versus what I do, which I didn't like. And I was like, either you like me or you don't. Whatever,
1: you still liked me.
0: Yeah, I so I laid I laid it down. I was like, David, so don't play no games, woman. And I said that when I put a cigar in my mouth. I went, <laughs> David, actually, it was, a, it was a bubble pipe. <laughs> and David, so don't play no games like that. You like me, woman, we we'll up. Uh, <laughs>
1: and
0: a little bubble started coming out.
1: Oh, man. And then you got high.
0: Oh, yes, I got high from the bubbles. <laughs> I got really, really high from the bubbles. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, but you,
0: you I, I, it's, it's so weird when I, I watched how you guys were just like fawning over this guy, which I got, he's very charming and charismatic. But He switch, spoke really well. Yeah, but it switched right when you saw a little thing that you thought you didn't really agree with uh-huh. and suddenly he's the enemy.
1: He was. You just, it's just, it's one of those like, I knew it, he can't be perfect. But he was never... But, I, you know, I he's not a bad person. No, I don't think you he's know, a bad person. He's, he's actually fairly young. He's trying to pursue his dream, which I think it was a very good decision that he made that call. Mm-hmm. It's just, I wish he committed after he left. Instead, he wanted Instead to... Instead of going
0: back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Right? And because he didn't want to be in front of
1: a camera doing that.
0: It's a little irresponsible on his part um, in terms of, like, him kind of not committing to what he said he was going to do but I was also disappointed in Vivi too it's like you know you're letting this guy control your emotions totally she
1: said it's your call do you want this or not yeah I'm like oh
0: no it's your call it's like it's your call and I think that was the one time like Vivi she kind of disappointed me I'm like you have every power right now uh-huh. To take this power in your hands And uh-huh. say Hey You told me what you wanted Da 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 I really sweat She could have made out with him And when he called back You don't pick up the fucking phone Vivi But she was so in love with him She yeah. had to pick up the phone I was like You just gave You just showed your whole hand To this dude
1: Yeah Yep But that's the Korean drama part That I love To <laughs> It's like one of those like, It's over And then You think it's over And then you go boom, boom. And there is a chance, there's just, a moment. If
0: you guys watch the scene where they made out, it was the most dramatic K drama thing I've ever seen. Even the lines were so beautiful.
1: That's the thing the fra- like, she Ryo talks very well, like, he's very good at saying things in you know, um, like to learn a lesson. And Vivi just has always have like drama lines and so good. I'm like. How did you think about well, her Jap-
0: her Japanese is amazing. fucking amazing like I have unreal. my
1: Japanese friends text me saying how amazing her Japanese is.
0: Like I don't even speak Japanese like that but just listening to her I'm like is her Japanese that damn good because there's a certain level of when you guys if you <gasps> Yeah. Like oh my god relax. If you guys don't speak a second language there's levels to this shit right? So like my Korean level is like that of like a 4 year old. Right. So I can communicate what I need to communicate. I can. It's more than
1: four. Okay. But it's, it's like a grandma. No, it's like an old lady, it's an
0: old lady, but I can communicate decently. Well, right. Like mm-hmm. if I went to Korea, I'd be fine. Um, I might get made fun of, but I was tell them I'm Chinese and I'll be okay. <laughs> and I'm, on, I'm Taiwanese. And they'll be like, yeah, Oh, your Korean's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. damn good yeah, for being yeah. a Taiwanese dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and there's this other level when they start to speak about int- like the way she and I are speaking English right now, where I can elaborate what I'm saying with mm-hmm. just a, a, a larger vernacular. Um, that's the level that Vivi's at.
1: Oh yeah. It's like
0: she could speak Japanese like I can speak English.
1: Oh absolutely. Which is so crazy. Yeah.
0: It, it, it blows my mind.
1: And she does it so well. She articulates her lines so well. It, that's why I think she's so mature. Like compared to other kids, yeah. I have to now. I'm thinking like that they're kids, but other roommates that she has, like she could speak so well, give advice so well, and it's not even her first language. It
0: was the way she would give advice to when she was giving advice. I'm like, that's how I talk. Like that's and I, it took me till I, I'm I'm fucking 32. It's like mm, what the hell? Yeah. How's how a 24 year old talking like that? It blows my mind because people usually her age that say that they're mature and they try to give people advice, it's, very
1: it's immature. not like that. No. It's very immature no. and it's dumb
0: because I was that age yeah. and I thought I was smart. But she's the only person I know at the age of twenty-four mm-hmm. that I feel knows what she's talking about, yeah. and it might be because she made the big move at eighteen to move to another country and grow up.
1: Yeah. So she's yeah. experienced
0: these things of having to grow up, these interpersonal relationships from working, being in school, into yeah. a, in a completely foreign area, where she,
1: especially she, the culture difference between Russia and Japan? oh, she even
0: said too. I think she said that. Uh, I forgot. Uh, somebody said something to her in German, and she says she said she speaks Japanese better than she does German now. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is amazing.
1: Yeah, that's... Oh, she's she has so cute, gift. too.
0: She's so damn cute. She
1: is so cute.
0: But the first thing that Mariel said when she saw it, she goes, look at that body. <laughs> girls are so funny. Girls check out other girls more than guys check out girls.
1: Oh, you have no idea how much we check out each other's body.
0: That's so funny. Yeah. She's super cute.
1: Uh, she got an amazing body, but most of all, amazing personality. <laughs>
0: There's one girl on the show that I really, really just... It's hard to like. It's this girl, Hannah. Hannah? Hana, ah, Hannah, not Hannah. Hana is so hard to like. and
1: Hers is up and down. I'm like, oh, she's getting better. And then...
0: It, it was so weird because Hannah on the show also had a huge crush on on Ryo. And she would just be sobbing, crying her eyes out because Ryo was giving more attention mm. to Vivi. Number mm. one, little child. Uh, yeah. You guys didn't even have a relationship. So you, what are you crying about? Yeah. Number two, she was like upset that vivi was um taking over or whatever but vivi was taking an initiative you Mm -hmm. didn't you kind of stood back and you expected things to just happen and then you got upset and you were crying Mm -hmm. about something that you didn't take the initiative to change you just Mm -hmm. expected him to fall in love with you it's like why she
1: never had a relationship
0: yeah it's like just because you're around it doesn't and then her friends were so fucking dumb
1: you know what i think though i mean vivi obviously grew up uh, a lot of
0: life experiences A
1: lot of life experience. I'm sure she encountered A lot of people Growing up Like only in Europe But also in Japan Whereas Hana She grew up in a bubble She also plays sports She's a, a professional wrestler mm-hmm. And I'm sure she grew up With a, certain people For a really long time. And Mm -hmm. she's living in that bubble. So she doesn't know what's outside of that. And I'm sure she didn't have that social experience that Hmm. Vivi would have had.
0: I think the annoying thing was that her friends too were just as inexperienced. But they're trying to give her life advice. It was like there was this part in the show. This was the dumbest thing I've (laughs) ever heard in my life. It was like oh if you bring your glass closer to him. And he doesn't push it away. That means that he likes you. you. It's like are you fucking three years old. All three of you grown ass women.
1: You know what they say. Sports players, they are a lot more innocent than
0: Because they just focus else. on their sports. Yeah, be-
1: they're just pu- they're just more pure and innocent.
0: And on the show I, I was I wanted to rip my teeth out watching her scooch over her little glass to see if he would push it away. And she looks so fucking desperate. It's like she, yeah. bitch, get your shit together, man. Like, and like
1: part two the whole season. For her to realize, okay, I have no chance with him.
0: He doesn't like you, yeah. right? And so she's just like scooting over her wine glass or her glass over to see if he, for some reason, and it remind me of, like, I forgot on, it was in the Hawaii season where they told Yusuke, like, oh, wear this t-shirt. It shows your more mature. Girls will like that. Who, who the fuck told you that, that your fucking t-shirt is the reason that why this girl's gonna like you? Who the fuck says this? You, you, you're, you're taking advice from people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about.
1: You know, they're, I mean, they're the people that they're surrounded by. So that's all you learn. Oh my God. That's exactly the point is that you're surrounded by certain people that has limited experience. So that's all you're going to know. So she's in that wrestling world with those friends. That's all they know.
0: And like her obnoxious behavior that she has is that when she has to talk about something serious or be real about stuff. (laughs) she starts giggling uncontrollably nobody yeah. so it's like how is anybody supposed to take you serious and then yeah. you get upset for people not taking you serious yeah and it's weird too because on that end she's she's also a type of person that what i've seen on the show and the reason why i'm saying this i'm committing to this this concept of who this person is is because uh from my personal experience from certain people from terrace house the show does a good job of representing who these people are <laughs> so um, oh god she has this uh, this this weird thing of kind of like putting herself above people in terms of her opinion when she has very little life experience and mm. she's like a, clearly a big fuck up herself, mm. right? So she has this thing of like, oh, I can say what I want. This is how I feel, and she's very adamant about her position, mm. which is okay. I think mm-hmm. that's fine, but it's like turn the tables around and look at the flaws at yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you can't be in this like. Put yourself up on a pedestal when you're you're arguably beneath these other people.
1: I wonder is because her profession, she's just she's a really good, wrestling, wrestling, yeah, wrestling, good know? performer. Yeah, very good performer. Yeah, obviously, like she's up there, and that's her entire life. I mean, she didn't have a relationship. I think she her family is in that industry too, so that's all she knows, and she's the best. So who's gonna be out there telling her that she's lower than anyone? Yeah, you know? I mean,
0: she's like on the far ex- spectrum of like, like. Um, Hyper emotional Like crying and sobbing And then it's on the other end Of just like Completely unempathetic Up to like How other people are Like she had this one Well they became Really good friends later Emika Emika But literally She's like Outing her out In front of the guy That she likes Or has a crush on Right And she goes Well why can't I say This stuff About you to him In front of him When that's how You actually feel It's like Okay bitch so when we tell you things in confidence, you're just going to go ahead and blab it to somebody right in front of them, you dumbass. It's like one of those. Cin- <laughs> it's like, oh, that's it, 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 like, oh, it's true, yeah. though, isn't it? It's like, cool. Also, like it's because she hasn't experienced it herself. So she's
1: only thinking about the scenario. But like, what's wrong with that? You know, what I mean, it's like people.
0: Oh, she would hate it if somebody did that to her, though. It's like a hundred, like. Facts. But she
1: doesn't know because she never experienced. Yeah. So it's like one of those like where people don't haven't gone into a relationship and then they have all these like scenarios, imaginations. Like I don't understand why are you crying and still be with him.
0: Yeah, you know. it, that's what I'm saying. Like for her, it's like if you don't have that experience, how dare you have such a harsh, like, opinion about that stuff?
1: Humans have opinions.
0: Yeah, which is mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like kind of how she went about it that was she really needs, terrible.
1: Yeah, she she just basically needs more life experience. Yeah.
0: that was the I, that was the first taste of her that I was like, I don't like you. It's like you can't. Yeah, it scared h- me. Like number, you don't you don't just go out and out somebody out like that mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be your friends with, and then yeah. all of a sudden you start playing oh, don't you like this person in front of the guy? It's like why don't you just shit on her chances?
1: I think that's what, I think it's a very good experience for her to be in.
0: Oh, she needs that show for sure. Because her, her, once again, her reasoning for that, for saying that stuff is like, well, it's true. You do feel that way. Right. It's like, cool. If that's the case too right? And there's no nuance To relationships Or conversations And we're not gonna consider Other people's feelings We can say whatever It's like Which is not Japanese culture At all Yeah So I'm like Where are you like, Where did the fuck did you get Or th- well, just wrestlers
1: not, pol- not have that
0: Well it's just not polite at all In no. any type of sense It's like cool It's like what if she did that to you Like you like you know, And then as you guys Are having dinner She goes Hey didn't you say this About yo yesterday About you think his dick Is gonna be really nice Or some shit like that
1: Oh god Right And then yeah. it's like
0: Oh why would you yeah, Say yeah, that yeah, It's yeah. like well it's true right That is what you said there's a lot of things that are yeah. true th- that we just don't say. Mm-hmm. Like, you jackass. Like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? But then she's like that type of person, but then she still has a hot... That's why her character is so weird. Like, I'm like, who are you?
1: It's very interesting. The season, is just a lot of different characters. Oh, and um, then remember
0: when uh, Vivi and Ryo were flirting? And then over the stairs, she's just uh, like a little fucking pervert. Hana's peeking over, staring at them like a creep. It's like, bitch.
1: It shows just how she is very innocent Uh, very pure i would say yeah very innocent and pure she's a she's a kid and you know
0: it's like what the hell were you thinking man like what were you doing
1: i think that's why it's a very good idea for your kids or people to have experience outside of your bubble Oh, yeah.
0: traveling is the biggest thing for people. Living um, abroad, living abroad, living with people that you know that you don't really know. That's why mm-hmm. college is for sure for me. If, if when I have a, you know, when we have kids, I even if they college isn't their life, they don't want to. I want them to at least go to college for at least a year. That I want them to experience dorm experience, uh, being in a situation where you're forced to live with other people who have different life experiences as you, mm-hmm. and um, just kind of being in that mm-hmm. weird. It's a weird situation. Like mm-hmm. how, when ever in your life are you going to go to a new place a new school Mm -hmm. new people Mm -hmm. forced to live with these people who live different you have different cleanliness standards Mm -hmm. right eat different foods Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's 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 a really huge growing experience i Mm -hmm. even if our kid says like hey i don't think i'm gonna use college it's like cool
1: i hope i still i
0: still want you
1: i had a great experience like i went to i went to so many different schools in college um that i think it was a lot of work and really hard, but at the same time, it was very rewarding just the amount of experience that I got from it.
0: Yeah, um, and and I agree too. Like, even with my dad kind of like, he kind of forced me to go to Riverside. I'm glad I got to live that dorm experience because mm. if not, I like, first of all, I wouldn't have that story about Weird Andy. And the other, there's another story about this other guy Mm -hmm. named Andrew Jang, this other guy named Darren. I got weird stories from these people. Like we'll tell it, we'll tell it another time. (laughs) But it was a huge growing experience because I got to learn what it was like to live with people that you just don't agree with. Mm -hmm. One time too, this, this other uh, Japanese kid that I live with, I almost fucking killed this guy because he was so fucking disgusting. Like he would never clean his dishes. It's so weird. What are you talking about?
1: Because when they're kids, or is he from Japan?
0: He's, he's a Japanese American. Oh, that's like, why. Like third, fourth generation. So saying
1: Japanese kids, they grow up <sighs> watch, learning how to clean and take care of themselves. I
0: found out why he was like that though. Why? And this was actually my first lesson of like, oh, you really are a product of your environment. His mom, sweetest lady ever. She, was, she worked at the post office. Uh-huh. Post office lady uh, took him to, so his father passed away when he was really young. Uh-huh. He's actually not a bad dude. It's just, because he was a little pampered little bitch growing up because Uh. his mom I think because his dad passed away when he was younger and you know his mom is doing double work but for me at the time all I thought was like how dare you be like this when your mom is doing so much work for you to make sure that you have this life Mm -hmm. but his mom pampered him a lot Mm -hmm. so he never had to make his own food never had Mm -hmm. to clean up after himself and I found this out Mm -hmm. when I I spent the night at his place Uh, Uh. like he lived in Torrance and then uh, we were kicking it and um, he was like oh why don't you come over and just sleep at my spot in Torrance you know and yeah. just to get out of LA, yeah. crashed at his place, spent the night there. And I was like, his mom literally is just one step away from wiping his ass oh, at the age of like 19, 18.
1: Interesting.
0: And so I was like, oh, that's the way, that's why he is the way that he is. That's
1: interesting. Cause I mean, I have, I have to admit, like I've been well pampered too. Like I have my grandma doing everything for me, but uh, when I got into college, like I took care of myself so well. I mean, till this day, like I am very...
0: yeah he didn't clean he he, long story short he didn't clean up any of his dishes he was super sloppy and messy wouldn't take responsibility for the stuff that he was doing and it got to the point where you know i'm i'm I'm, i wasn't as straightforward as i am now Mm. um but i was pretty straightforward in the sense of like hey bro can you like clean your dishes today Did,
1: did he have any siblings
0: no only child
1: um, um, and I
0: was like Yo can you clean your dishes And um, I asked them multiple times I forgot how many times now. I don't remember The specific so details anymore interesting But
1: I'm gonna have my kids Help me out for sure
0: Yeah I think it's a good I, I That's what I liked About Japanese culture mm. Like even when you saw Vivi? Hana Hana When she's a wrestler right yeah. Like these people are performers But it's still they their clean. duty To clean the gym Clean It teaches you community Like this is a space That you use So you should respect it as yes. such Yes I Fucking love that. Yeah. I also like in Japanese culture and Japanese grade school where you where there is no janitor.
1: Yeah. The
0: kids are the ones that yeah. cleans the place because this is a place that you use. They
1: sometimes make their own food too.
0: That's awesome. Because yeah. also teaches respect the place because yeah. it's like if you cleaned it up, you for sure won't be putting gum everywhere because you're going to be the person that has to scrape it exactly. off.
1: Exactly. You work for that cleanness so you make sure that you take care of that space. Yeah. And it's so interesting because when I was a kid, um i always i remember this like i would i would ask my grandma like can i help you wash the dishes or can i help you cook but she always said no um but i was always the one who would be like i want to do it i want to do it but i never got the chance to because mm. she would be like no no it's just too much work
0: <laughs> yeah it's too much work to teach you then for me just to do it
1: yeah yeah uh, but regardless like i still i think I think so. I think in my opinion, like from what I've experienced, like living with so many different roommates, like I was very concerned, uh, considerate and uh, make sure that, you know, my stuff wouldn't get in the way for them. Like I remember um, when I uh, moved to Berkeley and got a new roommate in a freaking tiny ass room, um, she's like, oh, I'll bring the vacuum. It's like, okay, I'll clean my section. Uh, Like she brought the vacuum and I clean our room. It's like, let's just make the deal. Like, I'll make sure it's clean. You just bring the vacuum. So, mm. like, always made sure like our place was clean. Um, and, you know, she was very respectful of my section. I was very respectful of her section. So, like, we wouldn't cross each other.
0: Oh, man. Let me tell you about respect. I had this roommate named Daniel Wu. I grew up with him uh, in Sacramento and everything, too. He lived in my neighborhood. Mm. This dude was so fucking filthy, but so respectful. Eh? He was so fucking... Filthy and respectful I mean okay. like like We split our dorm room right Half half So yeah. he had his bunk I had my bunk on the other side He was so fucking disgusting I would only vacuum my side But it was My side was so clean You could see a color difference That's From gross. his carpet to mine But there was a perfect line And his stuff never went over to my side That's how respectful he was Interesting But fucking filthy
1: See I did both I clean, vacuum her section And my section She I don't think she was no, she was very clean too. She was messy, but mess. Oh, I was more clean, I guess. Or no, she is. She was more or less like messy, mm-hmm. but her stuff would never come over to mine. But when I need to vacuum, she will always be very respectful and like clean up so that yeah, I can yeah, clean yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's just. It's that's just roommate he, love It's
1: just how we grew up I guess Yeah
0: I don't know man But the, definitely college Is one of those experiences That I I, I, I do want mm-hmm. our kids To experience eventually Yeah just, just it's a unique experience That you'll never Absolutely
1: Hopefully by then It's still around Like I mean after this Hopefully whole,
0: then by then College won't be so fucking expensive man
1: Or this whole COVID thing And like I don't know How our lifestyle well, is gonna change
0: They're gonna find a vaccine And then our lives Will go back the same It might be a seasonal thing though Like seasonal COVID Is what they're saying It's so like the flu So we have to be pretty serious about getting those vaccinations. If not, if you don't want to get the vaccine, then you'll probably die. So (laughs) deal with it then. Well, guys, this wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Uh, You can find Mariel on Instagram at Mariel underscore underscore song. Uh, Interesting talking about Terrace House and a a bunch of other shit, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, we will see you guys next time. Remember every Thursday and Sundays is a genius brain podcast. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll fucking talk to you then stay cool. Stay sexy and be cute guys. I love you bitches.
1: Bye. Bye.